This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Talk a lot of NFL football today. Season is over. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are... Super Bowl champions, now we head into the offseason, and a um, lot to get into with my next guest, who, of course, longtime columnist in the Bay Area, current host on 95.7 The Game in San Francisco, the great Ray Ratto joining me on the program right now. Ray, it's good to have you. Appreciate you making a few minutes on a Sunday evening. Thank you. Or Sunday afternoon out there, I guess, right? There's not going to be anything great about this, so lower your expectations. <laughs> It's definitely Ray Ratto on the other end of this phone call. (laughs) Um, So, Ray, let's start with the quarterback situation with the 49ers. There's plenty of quarterbacks that have been getting discussed during this offseason, most prominently Deshaun Watson probably. We'll talk about him in just a second. But I feel like there's a lot of news and smoke swirling around Jimmy Garoppolo, talks of him going back to New England and things like that. Where where is this team right now? Where is the fan base with, with Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, the fan base is dumb as dirt about him. I mean, he's he was perfectly fine a year ago when they got to the Super Bowl. Last year, he got hurt. And I think the only legitimate complaint about him is that he has trouble staying healthy. But I never like blaming players for getting hurt. So what I think is Garoppolo is viewed as okay if you can't do better. And the argument is about, well, how many players are better than him at that position? And I suspect that it's fewer than the fan base wants to think about. I mean, they thought that, you know, they, they thought Matthew Stafford was available to them. They thought that, you know, they think that Sam Darnold's going to be available to them. Um, they definitely think that Deshaun Watson could be available to them. And I think the truth is none of them are available to them. So I think we're, we're, what we're looking at, is the 49ers having to tell fans who had their set heart set on something better that the better is the guy who only played six games last year. So, you know, shut up and deal with it. You mentioned Deshaun Watson, and I, I'm, I'm assuming you mean not available to them just because the Texans are not in the mood to trade him right now. If that were to change – where do you think San Francisco could stack up in terms of an offer they could put together that would be enticing? That would be enticing to the Texans because I do think that San Francisco would be a place that would be enticing to Deshaun Watson for him to waive his no-trade clause. Well, I think that's probably true, but I don't think it's a question of the Texans um, you know, not trading him. I think at some point he's going to make it clear he doesn't want to play for them anymore. And you never want to hurt Jack Easterby's feelings because otherwise <laughs> – you won't have the untrammeled joy of playing on a team that's going to be three and thirteen for five years in a row. Yeah, but in, I think the biggest problem the Forty Nineers have is they don't have enough capital to to get in the get in the Watson uh, argument because there are more teams out there that would like him, uh, including some teams that already have sort of established quarterbacks 
but they look at him as the next great quarterback, the next great quarterback, not named Mahomes. And I think to get him, it means lots of draft choices and some already ready-made assets. And while the, the 49ers could conceivably put a package together that, you know, includes Nick Bosa or, or George Kittle or I mean, somebody seemingly untradeable, they don't have enough draft picks. And I, I just don't know how they make this work which is why people getting worked up about him in particular, if they're 49er fans, are basically just whistling in a graveyard. What about J.J. Watt? Is there, has there been any discussion in the last 48 hours about San Francisco being a landing spot for J.J. Watt? Not really, because their big defensive get this coming year is going to be a healthy Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. So they don't really – I mean, I suppose they could, you know – try to get him, but I think they're a little leery of his injury history. I mean, he hasn't, you know, the one thing about him is his best years are now five years in the rearview mirror because he too hasn't been able to stay healthy. Yeah. So I think they're going to view, they're going to view him as somebody who's appealing four years ago, but not necessarily now because they want somebody who can play. I mean, they went out and spent a lot of money on D Ford and he, he could never be healthy. And, you know, losing losing Nick Bosa last year was a problem. I think they would rather, you know, keep their assets for somebody that they have more confidence in physically. And by that, I mean just being able to get them on the field. Yeah. So I, I don't see I don't see Watt as a player in this. Ray Ratto joining me on CBS Sports Radio. What kind of head coach do you think Robert Sala is going to make in New York? Uh, frustrated and ultimately fired because that's how it goes in New York. Uh, they've got to, I mean, unless Joe Douglas is a genius, they don't have enough good players. Mm-hmm. And unless Woody Johnson has suddenly developed a level of patience that he's never had before, I think he's going to give up on Sala before the roster gets fully right. Cause that's a bad team. And it's a bad team nearly everywhere. It's not like, they have players that just haven't achieved. It's they're not good, and I think they're three years away from being two years away. So, if they leave Sala alone, he's got a chance to succeed. But they never let anybody, you know, succeed. You know, in part because up until you know, up until a year ago, they had no kind of front office and no kind of coaching. And now we found out that Todd Bowles who was a coach for them and didn't succeed is actually really good at football. He just was on the wrong team. So I think Sala, you know, put him, put him on a team that's got a shot and he'd give you a shot. But I just think the jets are way the jets. Yeah. Are you along those lines? Are you surprised he took that job or are you of the mind that, well, there's 32 of these. And if you get offered one, you know, you need to jump at the, the opportunity. Well, I think that's one. Um, I think he looked at the Lions and thought that maybe they're not very much, they're not very put together either. Um, I mean, a lot of teams talk to him, but I think he probably, you know, developed a relationship with Joe Douglas that I think he can live with. And, you know, again, you know, do you turn down a job and then end up with nothing? So I, I think part of what you're saying is right, is that, you know, you take the job that's offered to you, but I don't think the Jets are are as hopeless if Joe Douglas hits 
hits on a bunch of draft choices. Mm. But I think the odds of that are fairly, fairly slim. And if his other real opportunity was Detroit, that's sort of like Midwestern Jets. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's just as bad. Ray Ratto joining me on the program. All right, Ray, I want to circle back to a name you mentioned earlier. I'm based in Houston, so I'm well-versed in the whole Jack Easterby experience, but you've been covering the league for a long time. So I'm, you brought up his name. So I, I always love getting the takes from people outside of this market and the people that you talk to, the stories that you read, and just your overall thoughts on this Easterby situation. Have you ever seen anything, have you ever seen anything remotely like this, what's going on in Houston with a former team chaplain gaining what appears to be supreme influence over an entire organization like this? Well, yeah, my history does not descend to team chaplains who destroyed a franchise. <laughs> but there there have been guys who have had an owner's ear before. I think the wild card here, I mean, you sort of know what Easterby is. The wild card is Cal McNair, who, you know, for one, you know, he's not he wasn't the guy with the money his dad was. Mm-hmm. Two, there's no, I mean, nobody's got a real line on what kind of guy he is, except that you can, you can get in his head and Easterby clearly has, I mean, when they hired a character coach the other day, I mean, I, I just thought, well, now they're just, you know, now they're taking the Mickey. I mean, they're, they're, they're just doing this for laughs because, you know, character coaches aren't something that, you know, you go out and, and get, I mean, that's not something that, that sort of matters in the amoral world of professional football especially if you don't trust the people who are defining what character is. So I think in a lot of ways, you know, it, it is kind of a cult and cults never work. I mean, the, the Oakland Raiders, you know, in the last 15 years of Al Davis's life were kind of a cult and they got no results because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to be able to have an organization where you hire smart people and you let them express themselves and even if they don't talk to the media, you let them express themselves in the building. And it sounds like none of that is promoted in, in Houston. So I, I, I think it's, it's not only earmarked to be a failure, I think it, think it could be a catastrophic failure to the point where you look at Bill O'Brien and call that the golden era. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the way it's trending right now. Ray, last one before I let you go, just to stick with that for a second. Uh, what do you, what were your thoughts on Nick Casario before he took this job? Uh, I mean, you know, he was, you know, part of the Belichick empire and, you know, that's, you know, that's not been a very fruitful tree, but I think that, you know, he had a chance to be good. I mean, Scott Pioli was pretty good in Kansas city. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really have an opinion about him except to wonder how much freedom of action you would have. And now we know yeah. uh, because I don't think that he would have just let JJ Watt walk out the door. He would have said, well, let me, let me work a deal. Let me get, let me get a fifth round for you. We'll get you, we'll get you to a place that you like. Mm. I mean, they just basically said, go ahead. He wouldn't, I mean, I don't think that he would have prioritized a, a character coach, um, but I don't know enough about him to know that for sure. All I know is, He's not in charge. Yeah. And general managers who aren't in charge either you know, work for the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> or they end up getting hamstrung. So I think 
you know, he might be a good football guy who just gets buried in a bad situation. Mm, well put. Ray Ratto, longtime columnist in the Bay Area, of course, current host, 95-7 the game in San Francisco. Ray, really appreciate the time and uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you very much. You'll feel differently, trust me. <laughs> okay, thank you. I, I, I knew there was a comment coming out the back end there from Ray Ratto. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.